It's a new year, so that means new goals. So we're going to dive into how to plan and set your stock trading goals for the new year. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Brown Report Stock Market Report, where it's all about power charts, power trades, power profits. And now your host, stock market trader and coach, Jason Brown. Hey, happy new year. Happy 2017. Jason Brown here. And in this episode, I want to help you plan and set your stock trading goals, but not just for 2017. I believe this is an episode that you, know, you can listen to every year or whenever you need to set some new goals in the stock market and recalibrate. Now, there's a few sayings out there. I think one of the popular ones is to to know where you're going, you have to know where you've been. And so I believe same thing is true with the stock market. In order to know where you're going, uh, there's a few things you need to do with respect to planning. And one of those things is you should reflect on the past, your past stock trading experience. And even if you have no experience, that's something to reflect on as well and think or ask yourself, why don't I have any stock trading experiences and what am I going to do to change that? But you want to look at your past experiences, look at what worked, uh, what didn't work. And we'll talk about why that's important as we frame this episode of setting your goals and planning out your stock trading plan for 2017. The second thing I believe in order for you to uh, make your vision come true with respect to your investing, your trading, is I believe you should have a roadmap for where you're going. Can you imagine just, you know, for example, getting in a car and saying, I'm going to drive from California to Michigan and ah, I don't need a map or I don't need a GPS. What's that? Who needs it? You'd basically be saying, I'm just going to get in the car and drive and just, eh, we'll see where I end up. And I'm not sure how successful of a trip that's going to be. So the same thing with the stock market. If you don't know where you're going with respect to, you know, the, the driving example, you may stop short just before you get to California thinking like, ah, oh, there's no point. Or you might make a wrong turn and just turn back around. And for many of us in life, not going after the stock market with the right plans, with the right roadmap, turning back around means, you know, going back to the comfort of a job or, you know, just settling for the car that not your dream car, but this is just the one I can afford or not the dream house, just just where we live. Or it means ah, forget putting the kids through college. They can just take out student loans. So. In this episode, I want to walk you through how to plan your stock trading goals so you can be laser focused on what you have to do this year and for years to come to hit your financial dreams and goals. Now, before we get into that portion of the episode, I do want to let you know about my group coaching program, Power Trades University. We just closed the doors, depending on when this episode comes out uh, a couple weeks ago. We'll open up the doors again sometime in April, but this is where we meet online for 
two hours every week. And when I say we, me and my students, and we go through my scans, like in a live webinar, we meet for two hours. We go through the S&P 500, the NASDAQ, the Dow Jones. We look for trades uh, real time in the real market. Uh, and then we also look for the corresponding options. So we actually take the things that I teach in foundations, the things that we teach in options, explain on how to trade options. We basically take that and we look for real trades, real time in the market and we track them. We talk about entry strategies, exit strategies, when to buy, when to sell. Uh, if we lose money, we look at what went wrong on those on those uh, trades. If everything goes well, we post that as well. So I know also people also, also ask like, you know, what, what are you trading or what are you looking at? Do you have a track record or something like that? So we post all our trades on what we call the trade tracker. So you can easily go back in, see what trades we were looking at, what we were doing, uh, and how those turned out. And, and again, when to get in, when to get out. And that's where I share all, all my best stuff. And then you also have the ability to come on a webinar live and ask questions. So often people say, how can I ask questions? How can I get more access uh, to you. And we actually bring you on live on the webinar. We unmute you. So you have a microphone for your computer and you can ask your question live in front of the other students because uh, someone else probably has the same question. There's also a private community. We got like a forum and it's not like a, a forum in the old school sense of a forum. Uh, this forum is that, you know, the software we're investing in and things like that. It's really cool. You can post. We post videos of our trades. We post screenshots and pictures of our trades. You can tag people, tag me. Um, you can view each other's profiles and different things like that. It's really cool. You can search for ticker symbols. Uh, you know, or search by stocks by their ticker symbol, or you could type in S&P 500 to see any of the discussions or videos we posted on the S&P 500. So really cool. So I just wanted to let you know about it because we sold out of seats for this most recent uh, round and open, and we only have a limited number of seats when we open it up. And um, I want you to be able to jump on the waiting list to be one of the first to know when we open back up. So you can visit www power trades university that's p-o-w-e-r the word trades university.com forward slash apply and again that's power trades university.com forward slash apply so you can jump on the waiting list because we're having some fun in there and a lot of people are really taking their stock trading to the next level and i want you to be one of them all right because i see the emails in the questions and you guys are always saying, how do I get more? And that's really the next step for some of you. All right. So now let's talk about how to look back or the mindset you should be in when you look back. always a good idea to reflect. And since this is a new year, you want to look at, you know, your 2016, because it's a, a good idea to do this monthly and quarterly as well. But for right now, we're just talking about looking at the, the entire year. But if you 
need to recalibrate next month. You need to recalibrate next quarter or mid year. You can also do that during that time as well. But for now, we just want to look at all of 2016 and here's some of the questions that I want you to ask yourself. This is an exercise that um, I go through quite often, for sure, every year and oftentimes once a quarter. I look back on the last three months and ask myself these questions. So if you're driving and you don't have a pen, no worry. These questions are going to be uh, on the, the the website as well. So you can come check out the episode and look at the show notes. So the first question you want to ask yourself is what trades work for me last year? So you want to think about the trades that went well and you want to analyze those. Which ones went well and kind of, you know, decipher why they went well, which we'll talk about in a second. The second question you want to ask yourself, what trades went against me last year? What trades didn't do so well? And then here's the follow-up question you're going to ask for both of those. So of the trades that went well for you, you know, what pattern worked well for you? What strategies worked well for you? So you want to be basically dissecting what you were good at, what pattern you were good at spotting, what strategy you were good at playing, because those are the things we're going to want to zone in on and focus on going into the new year. And then of the trades that went against you that didn't work, you want to ask, you know, did I follow my rules? Did I break my rules? You know, if I broke my rules, why did I break my rules? Those are questions that you want to ask yourself, because if you if you didn't follow your rules, then you have to we have to dissect. Number one, why is it a rule if you're not going to follow it? Number two, if you broke it, was there good reason to break it? And if you don't have a reason to break it, you have to look at the psychology behind why are you creating rules that you don't believe in? Why are you breaking rules after even setting them? If you set them to protect yourself, it's kind of like a child. You tell your child, don't touch the stove. You set that rule for a reason, um, but it wouldn't make sense for you to just go put the child in front of the stove and just let them have that touching it and burning themselves, right? That wouldn't make sense, but that's exactly what we do when we set a rule and we break it. So we want to think about what's the mindset behind, you know, why are you doing, why are you doing those things? And you basically want to leave with a sense of if I continue to do the things that worked for me last year, then I know I should get the best results. And if I can eliminate what didn't work for me and stick to my rules, I should, I shouldn't ideally suffer any catastrophic losses. So this is the first part of planning and setting your stock trading goals instead of just jumping in saying, this is what I want to make this year. This is how much money I want to do. I want to buy this car. I want to do this. You have to look back and say, what worked for me last year? What didn't work for me last year? And of the stuff that worked, what patterns was it? What strategy was it so that I can do more of that? And then what didn't work for me, let's stay away from those. And if I broke my rules, why? Why did I even set it as a rule? And what's the mindset behind why I keep 
uh, going back and fighting against myself. If I put something in place to protect myself, why am I going out of my way to hurt myself? Does that make sense? So we want to look back and you want to ask yourself those, those four questions. And I encourage you sit down with a piece of paper. Don't just ask yourself out loud and say, oh, okay, yeah, I know what worked last year and what didn't. Let's move on. No, really sit down, grab a notebook, a notepad, piece of paper, and write it down. Something magical happens when you write what happened and what worked, what didn't work, and you read your own thoughts bleeding out on the paper, and you're like, hmm, okay, wow, why did I do that? And you're writing it. It really just helps you process it, not to mention when you write it out, I want you to save this stuff and file it because what's going to happen is when you look back on the next quarter or the next year, 2018, or in the future, maybe you listen to this episode, maybe it's 2019, 2020, and you're doing this exercise. When you look back, you want to see, are you still breaking the same rules? Are you still having the same problems? And if things are working for you, you want to know, did you stick to and become a perfectionist of the strategies that are working for you. Now, let's get into the goal setting part. So now we're going to talk about what does the rest of this year, what should it look like for you? One of the things that I find most helpful is to keep the end in mind. I often hear people say, I want to make six figures in the stock market this year, $100,000, which is fine. But the question is, do you know what it takes to make six figures in the stock market? And well, hopefully after this exercise, you'll have a more clear picture on how to set that financial goal, but more importantly, how to map it out. So let's map out the game plan. Let's get into it. So keeping the end in mind, we know we want to make six figures. And with that in mind, we have the goal. So that's the first part of this is just of goal setting is figuring out what the end game is, what that goal is. So for this example or the rest of this episode, we're going to talk about making six figures as the goal. Now, the second step is to divide it up by 12. So we got the goal, six figures. We know that there's 12 trading, there's 12 months in the calendar year. So you're going to want to divide that goal up by 12, which would mean mathematically, I already did the math for you, so don't worry about it. You need to make roughly $8,333 and some change a month. So you need to make that a month. So $8,333 a month from the stock market every month. Now, again, that's just basing it on six figures. Let's say you want to make a quarter million dollars or a million dollars. You just substitute that number in there and do the same exercise. So sticking with a hundred grand, you need to make $8,333 a month. Now we can't just stop there and say, good, I got my monthly goal. (laughs) That's it. I'm going to go after $8,333. Three dollars. No, not 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 quite. There's a few more factors we have to take into consideration. And factor number one is trading time. So there will be periods of times where you don't trade due to earning seasons, due to some economical event or just the fact that there are no good trades. So for me, I personally like to allocate at least a month 
to this time frame, just say between earnings or just not being able to find a good trade, there'll be at least a month where I'm not trading. Now, whether that's broken up into, you know, one week here or there to take four weeks and it adds up to a month, I just like to allocate at least a month to that time frame. And then there's other factors in life to consider like holidays, vacation time, time with the kids or loved ones. Maybe you, you you know, you're working your job and there's a heavy workload and you just can't focus on the market or you're like physically ill. We got to allow time to be sick. I mean, we hope we don't get sick, but I know here in Michigan, it gets cold. You catch the flu, whatever the case may be. We just have to make time for life. And I like to allocate at least a month to this time frame as well. So between holidays, vacation, time with loved ones being, you know, physically ill or just making time for life, we allocate a month to that. So hopefully you can see where I'm going with this. So now we went from needing to make $100,000 in 12 months to needing to make it in 10 months because we just lost two trading months out of the year. So when you start to look broad, you realize I don't trade every day, every single moment. You got earnings, economic events, and then you got the life events that may prevent you from trading. So you need to factor that in. So now let's just assume, you know, for me, let's say that's two months you're not trading. Something could be more. Now you're down to 10 months. So now you need to actually make that $100,000 in 10 months. So now our new monthly goal is $10,000 a month. So I hope you see where we're going with this exercise. We're starting to get granular. We're starting to bake in life events. We're starting to bake in economical financial events, getting sick, different things like that. If you if you don't bake that in, let me let me add this or say this. If you don't bake that in, what you're basically saying is every day, every month is going to be perfect. There's always going to be something to trade. You're never going to get sick. There's no life event that's going to get in the way of you trading in the stock market. Life is going to be 100% peachy king. And that's not true. And I believe if you bake that in up front, then when life happens, when the kid's sick, when the husband's acting up, right, <laughs> or the wife, and you're not in the right mental state, or your boss is uh, giving you a heavy workload, or it's just crunch time at work, you won't feel guilty about taking some time off from the stock market, because you'll say, hey, I already baked this into my yearly plan that there'll be a couple weeks or months or some times where I won't be able to trade and I'll still be able to hit my realistic goal. So that's the point of that portion of the exercise. So now that we have our financial goal, which is $10,000 a month for 10 months, right, to make 100000 because we got two months where we just account for stuff, life, work, Etc. The next portion is to ask yourself, how many trades per month is it going to take for you to do 10,000 a month? Okay, so now the picture should be getting clear. We got our target $10,000 a month. We know roughly 10 trading months to generate. And now we're getting granular saying, how many trades do we need to get to that $10,000 a month? So now it's time to ask yourself, is it going to be four trades a month and you're shooting for $2,500 per trade? Is it going to be two trades a month and you're shooting to make $5,000 per trade? 
Or are you going to make one trade a month and you're shooting to make $10,000 on that trade? Notice that the more trades you make, the less amount you have to make per trade. And then obviously, if you make fewer trades, the more you have to make per trade. So if you're just doing one trade a month, you need that one trade to be a $10,000 whopper, right? That's actually going to take us to our next question, which is how much money is it going to take? It sounds good for you to say, I'm going to make one trade a month and I'm going to make $10,000 profit on that trade. But the reality is, do you even have a big enough uh, trading account? Do you have enough buying power to make that kind of a bold statement? Because I, I love it. People say, I want, I'm coming to the market. I heard you got started, Jason Brown, with 500. I'm going to get started with 500. And I want to make $10,000 a month. That, you know, let's be real. When you go back and listen to the episode where I got started with $500, I only wanted to make $50 a week. So like $200 a month. So it wasn't that astronomical. Does that make sense? So you got to ask yourself if it's going to be one trade a month, $10,000 profit, how much money am I going to need? What, you know, what most people do is again, come in a game with 500 to $2,000 and say, I'm going to make $10,000 a month. And that's just not realistic. It's not practical and it's not realistic. This is where reflecting on the past comes into play too, because you can also look back at some of your old trades and you can say, even if I'm only starting with $500 and I wanted to make $50 back then, you could look back and say, well, had I had $15,000, then I would have been able to make 10 times more on those trades. So basically, when you reflect back on the past, don't get discouraged if you don't have the money currently to try to do 10000 a month. It's more of a percentage game. So if you were taking $500 and you were making $100 a month, well, it only makes sense that if you 10x that, so mean you had $5,000, you would have been able to make $1,000 a month. Does that make sense? And then if you 10x that again, then you it doesn't take a genius to know that if you had $50,000, you would have been able to make $10,000 a month. Does that make sense? So that's where you reflect back on what were you, if you're already trading, you reflect back on what were you able to generate with the money you have, and then just know had I had five, 10, 15, or 50,000, that would have helped me make $10,000 a month if I did the exact same thing with the exact same trades, but I just had more buying power, more muscle, I like to call it, to put behind the trade. So that's the next question. How much money is it going to take? And when you start to ask yourself that question, how much money is it going to take to hit my trading goals per month? Then you can start to think outside the box. How do I get $50,000? How do I get $10,000 in a trading account? $5,000, whatever your number is, you start to 
ask yourself, how do I generate that money? Because, you know, I, I, I guess I want to digress a little bit for a second. Sometimes what I see happen is people say, you know, oh, man, you, you know, some of the trades you look at cost $3,000 or $4,000 or, you know, I don't have that kind of money. Well, when you go through this exercise and you start to, to, to see what it's going to take to hit your goal, your financial goal, you start to look at things a little different. You start to look at that TV you're watching and say, I just said on one hand, I need $2,000 to do some of these trades. However, I got a $1,000 flat screen TV at the at home that's not making making me any money. Well, how can I get $2,000 in the market, $5,000? Maybe I should sell this TV that's not making me any money. You got tax season coming up. Maybe this time around, I'm not going to go shopping and do all this stuff. Hopefully, you didn't uh, get in the debt around Christmas time, and now you have to take your tax returns and pay off Christmas debt. You start to think, what decisions can I make differently this year so that I can be in a better position to have the trading capital that I need? And if you truly believe you can be successful, if you truly practice this game, then really you're making a short-term sacrifice, right? You're selling that TV, you're selling shoes, you're having a garage. So you're doing whatever you got to do to come up with the money to invest because you know long-term you'll be able to buy multiple TVs and and shoes or whatever the case may be. So I just wanted to kind of digress, but not really digress because it's all pertinent to uh, answering that question. How much money is it going to take? And I guess the sub question to ask yourself is, what are you going to do that's legal, moral, and ethical to get your financial or bank account or trading account to that level to uh, satisfy that portion of the goal? How much money is it going to take? So now we transition into uh, strategy. So let me just recap for a second. We look back and reflect. We set our goal on you know how much we want to make. We bake in some realistic life circumstances far from a time frame perspective. We ask ourselves how many trades per month is it going to take to get there. Then we look at how much money do we need to put behind those trades. And then a sub question to ask up underneath that is. What do I need to do that's legal, moral, and ethical? Got to throw that in there, right? Not telling you go rob a bank to get the money. Not telling you go steal from, you know, work or, or you know, do something crazy. But what can you do that's legal, moral, and ethical? Like selling your TV, right? That's a sacrifice that you can make. Uh, and so now that then the, the next question to ask is strategy. So what strategy is going to get me there? If we were to break down a a few strategy, there's things that you would have to consider for each one. So, for example, strategy number one, are you going to buy and sell stocks? And if so, you have to decide again, do I have enough money for this strategy? We just talked about that. How much money is it going to take? Do I have enough money to buy and sell stocks, which, you know, would be buying and selling high price Uh, stocks or do I have enough money for, you know, what I call a 1B strategy, right? So strategy number one, do I have enough money to buy and sell stocks? But 1A would be, 
I'm going to be buying and selling high price stocks like the Googles, the Apples, the Amazons. But do you have enough money for that? Or you may have enough money for 1B, which we, you know, I call 1B your secondary strategy, buying and selling penny stocks. Now, I'm not a, a penny stock trader, but just it's an example. Which one do you have money for? The higher end stocks or do you have money for just, you know, the cheaper stocks that are going out of business? Then you have to decide, you know, do you want to roll with a strategy such as option trading? You know, I'm going to give you a 1A and a, or should I say an option number two, a 2A and a 2B for this one. So if you're going to focus on buying options, what's your strategy? Are you going to focus on buying and selling call options or are you going to focus on what I call my 2B strategy, buying and selling put options? Or are you going to focus on a combination of both buying and selling calls and put options? So that would be like 2C. So you see how you got these subcategories in my Am I going to do options? Yes. Okay. Am I going to focus on calls? Am I going to focus on puts? Or am I going to focus on doing a combination of both? This is where we start to get granular and form your strategy. And then really there's a number three strategy. You could do a combination of both one and two, which means you can buy the stock. You can sell options against it. So you can kind of create a hybrid strategy. The point is, do you know going into 2017 or your, you know, anytime in the future, what your strategy for trading is going to be? Buying stocks, high dollar stocks, low dollar stocks, penny stocks. Are you going to be trading options? Yes. Or are you going to be doing call options, put options, some combination of both? Or are you going to be mixing in buying stocks and selling options against those stocks? You have to know what the strategy is that's going to get you there. That's like that blueprint, that roadmap getting you from Michigan to California. Are you going to take uh, the freeway or are you going to take the streets? Are you going to take the toll road when you get on the freeway or are you going to take the non-toll road? Does that make sense? When you get on the freeway, are you going to stay in the carpool lane or the fast lane? Right. The carpool lane may be, you know, you're riding with a couple other people that could be I'm buying stocks and I'm buying options. So you got a couple different strategies riding together. Does that make sense? So you want to think about how you're going to get from Michigan to California. Same thing here. What's the strategy that's going to take you to hit that six figures or whatever that financial goal is that you're looking to obtain? And here is my final uh, and favorite one with respect to setting your goals and planning out your, your stock trading strategy for the year. And that is education. So we're going to wrap it up with what I call the big E. So first, let's just recap. You're going to look back on your previous results and analyze what worked, what didn't work. You're going to set your financial goal for the next year or five years or whatever the case is. You're going to break it down to monthly goals. How much do I need to make monthly? And you've already factored in, you know, life, life events. OK, and then you're going to determine how much money is it going to take or how much money you have to start with for you to put the muscle behind those trades to get the, the, the financial number you need. 
And then you're going to pick your strategy or strategies that you're going to use to hit that goal. And then again, now we're at the sixth and final step. And that question is to ask yourself, which I believe is probably one of the most important questions you can ask. What type of education and tools am I going to need to make this become a reality? Do I already possess the skills and knowledge to execute my plans? Or are there some missing pieces to the puzzle that I need to get fixed before this is my reality? See, once you answer this question, then the goal is to get the education or the tools you need to execute the plans that we just discussed. And after that, it's just as simple as rinsing and repeating this every year, getting better, getting better and kind of doing this exercise again, looking back what went right, what went wrong. And then what new education, what new tools do I need to help get me there? So for some people, if you're listening to this episode and you don't know anything about the stock market, the first educational tool you might need to take is my foundations course or some type of course about how the stock market works. Maybe you already know how the stock market works, but now you're like, I need to leverage my trades. I need to be able to control some of the bigger stocks. If I knew how to trade options, I can do that. So the education you might need is how, how options work. Maybe you know how options and stocks work, but the tool you need is community. You need to be a part of a trading community to help you keep consistent. You might need to be part of my Power Trades University so that you can ask questions and see what kind of stocks other people are trading, options I'm trading, different things like that. So maybe that's the tool you need. Maybe you need better charting software. Maybe you need a better brokerage account. Maybe the broker you're trading with doesn't allow you to do options at all or whatever the, whatever strategy you're trying to do. Your broker doesn't need allow you to do it. The point is you have to look at where the education and the tools gap, where the gap is there and figure out how are you going to plug that gap this year. So as we wrap up, you know, if I can be of any assistance to helping you hit your goal uh, you know, let me know by leaving a comment on the blog post or in iTunes. If you listen to this in iTunes, leave leave the comment in iTunes. But I want you to 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 really take this exercise seriously. After you listen to this episode, if you're driving, working out at the gym, listen to it at work. I want you to once you get home, really get out a piece of paper and just go through this exercise of looking back, setting your goals figuring out how many trades you need per month, asking yourself, how much money is it going to take? Asking yourself the sub question, how am I going to get that money that's legal, moral, and ethical? What can I do within those parameters? What strategies am I going to use? And then what education do you need to help you get to that next level? All right. So again, um, don't forget to also, as we wrap up, check out uh, our Power Trades University program. Again, that's my group coaching program where we go through the S&P 500, the NASDAQ, the Dow's. We're looking for trades and different things like that in real time. And if you're thinking um, he wants me to be part of his group coaching, um, absolutely, because I know what it's doing for the members that are in there. Plus, we, we sold out, right, because 
everyone wanted to get in. And there's over 100 hours of coaching sessions in there to help you hone your trading skills. And you can see what are the trades we looked at in all of 2016, what worked, what didn't work, how did we analyze the market during this time, that time. We got our trade tracker in there. And so I do want you in there if you're a right fit for it, because I know the questions that you're asking. You're asking, how can I become better? How can I see what you're trading? How can I find better trades? How can I get my questions answered? How do I become better? And that's one of my ways to be able to help you. So I hope this episode has really opened your eyes to how you should be planning out your year. And then throughout the year, we just want to check back in and say, how am I doing with respect to my goals, with respect to my plans? Do I need to adjust anything? But at least you won't be trying to drive from Michigan to California with no GPS, with no map, just wondering if you're going to get there. All right. So I'll see you on the next episode. And don't forget, uh, check out powertradesuniversity.com forward slash apply to jump on the waiting list for when we open back up our Power Trades University. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Brown Report Stock Market Report. We hope this episode has been educational and inspirational. For more power stock trading tips, tutorials, and training, visit www.thebrownreport.com.